And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hear that podcast growling, mean and angry. Hear that vocal shouting. It's Stainer and Jay. It's Stainer and Jay. All right, welcome into the latest edition of Hear That Podcast Growling Special Big Mega mock draft event we're going to bring all of our friends in in a minute jake lisco james rapine from locked on bengals are with us uh butch jeff hobson uh from bengals.com mo egger espn 1530 we're all going to go through a big mock draft talk all kinds of aspects of of what to expect from the bengals the levels of the first three rounds great stuff coming your way super super excited about this episode did it last year and it ended up being a really helpful exercise i think for people understanding the draft so excited to be doing it Again, before we dive into that, though, I do want to give a little bit of a look at what to expect coming your way. Jay, we've got so much content. We do. I mean, we've got so much up already and then on the horizon, even more coming your guys way. The big board, my big board is up that I posted on Monday. You can go look. I have the ranking the top 10 of the realistic options in the first round, uh, 10 in the second as far as a realistic universe, 10 in the third, and then 10 for day three realistic universe of players um, to kind of talk through and, and think about. Uh, we have draft debates are up. We debate mm-hmm. many things, uh, and there's some good ones here this year, including one that we're about to talk about on this episode, and whether you know trading back and the value in that. Um, we even talk about quarterback, Jay. Uh, so draft <laughs> debate story is up. Uh, what else do we got up that I'm forgetting? There's been so much. I'm trying to remember uh, what all else we have we have up right now. Um, well, we've got it's not up yet, but it's coming soon. The beat, uh, the third athletic beat writer mock. Um, you dove. What was the most recent dive you did? Was it tight ends? The, the yes. one you had. Up all those. On, all yes. those are up. All those yes. positional questions are up. Receiver, tight end, um, running back, running back. They're all up there from last week as well. Yeah, check those out. I have a I have a feature on Duke Tobin coming that you're gonna like. It was ex- it was nice chatted with Mike Brown for a minute about Duke uh, mm-hmm. yesterday. Uh, so it was good to hear from Mike and some perspective on Duke there. So that's gonna be coming your way this week. Um, we will have. Let's see. We'll have. Yeah, your final mock draft, and then for the podcast live room. If you're, you know, if you're a subscriber, you want to listen to the live room. Um, again, anybody can come onto the app and listen. You can ask questions if you're a subscriber. We're gonna have one on Thursday at noon. So you're sitting around, you're thinking about the draft. What are you gonna do? Turn us on uh, Thursday at noon. We'll be talking about the Bengals draft and live room. Bring your questions. We got nothing. We're exhausted. We're out of it. Yeah. We have nothing left to say except whatever you have questions. So bring your questions. Uh, and then we'll have walkouts every night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, walkouts coming out of each day of the draft uh, to get our reactions of everything that went down. On Monday, uh, we'll do another live room at noon. More questions. We know you'll have tons more questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so bring them. 
We'll, we'll talk to you Monday in the live room. That will post uh, as a podcast. And then the big 50 West live show next Tuesday, 7 o'clock. Bengals director of college scouting Mike Potts is going to join us. Come on down. Have some drinks. We'll talk about picks. We'll talk about the path to those picks. Maybe we'll even some other special guests. Who knows? But really looking forward to that event down at 50 West. A lot coming your way. Of course, we'll also, you know, we'll write about everything that happens over the busiest three days <laughs> of the calendar year for the team as well. So good day to be a subscriber. Good day to be listening uh, to the podcast because uh, there is a ton of stuff going on. But most notably, Jay, this, the mega podcast is going on. So let's uh, let's get right to it. I've found when trying to talk about this, we just throw a bunch of like popular words out there like mega massive mock draft <laughs> event spectacular uh we have quite a crew here to go for the i guess second annual here uh yeah. mega mock draft spectacular event thing to fill content uh jake lisco james rapine from locked on are here with us what's up boys what up how we doing it's good, good to see you. Jake, it's early in Vancouver. Thanks for waking. Yeah, wouldn't miss it. <laughs> uh, of course, Mo Egger is here with us. Mo, you're you're in a in a conference room. I'm excited about that. Yeah, me too. I said on my show yesterday, I am uh, done with mock drafts. I'm tired. I'm finished with them. Yeah. And yet here I am participating in one. Yeah, here you are. Here which just are. shows you're never too tired for us and that's what that's I right appreciate. it's not about the mock draft it's about no. spending time with you people yeah it's camaraderie it's about that's what you remember about these <laughs> things right. you don't you don't remember the wins and the losses you remember the jokes couldn't, couldn't tell you who i took last year so hunt god yeah. is what hunt god that's right. took last year <laughs> third it didn't work out so well <laughs> in the third is going to make sure we got that out there are you allowed to re-enter the draft can i take him this year <laughs> I, absolutely he's available okay. as far Very as good. i'm concerned okay. in our in our event and deep from the abyss of <laughs> stadium in firing picks from the darkness bangles.com's jeff hobson with some sort of video issue but we don't care because we can hear all the goodness how are we doing hey uh just uh it's an honor to be on with you guys you guys are way ahead of this thing uh you're all over it and i'm just wondering why chris sale threw underhand in his rehab <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that later um we're gonna start with a quick explainer for folks on what this is uh we're trying to create a universe of players and debates that are happening at each level of this draft uh for the Bengals, and uh, that means understanding the likelihood of who will be there so for for this event um we have crossed off uh 15 well 19 names technically the quarterback four quarterbacks and 15 uh other positional players um by virtue of Dane Brugler, Daniel Jeremiah and Peter Schrager all having them gone by 24 uh so that's the three trusted late in the game mock drafts that don't typically miss by a bunch and typically wouldn't miss unanimously. Uh, that's the only way anybody, if two out of three, they're available. So that leaves a, a decent amount of names. Some you you've got names here that would be considered surprise slips. You've got names here um, that would go even, you know, maybe it would be later a second round that you, that you think uh, would be something you could get at 60. 
Uh, but for the the names that are gone, so people know, uh, Will Anderson, Bijan Robinson, Tyree Wilson, Jalen Carter, Devin Witherspoon, Christian Gonzalez, uh, Lucas Van Ness. They all three of them had him gone as well in the top 24. Peter Skronsky, Paris Johnson, Roderick Jones, Nolan Smith, Jackson Smith in Jigba. Joey Porter Jr., Dalton Kincaid, and Deontay no! Banks. I know it's <laughs> tough. You just uh, got to swallow it, James. Uh, those are the names that are off the board for the sake of this. Uh, and it leaves with a pretty big universe. So we're gonna do a sn- we're gonna do a snake up and a snake back for the first round pick. We're each gonna pick available. If guy is taken, he's gone. Can't just we can't all, you know take Kalijah Kansi or whatever. So um, one at a time, we're going to order. Jay's going to kick it off and go first. It's Jay, Jake, Butchie, James, Mo, and then myself sneaking back. We're going to do the first round twice because there's fun debates to be had there, I think, amongst different options uh, that we have. And then we'll do the second round, which is going to go off of Dane Brugler's mock draft. Anything from 54 to 84 in his mock draft is available in the second round. And the third round is anything from beyond 85. Uh, so you have a little bit, a little bit of leeway there to get, get somebody as well for the second and third round picks. So think strategy, think what your overall three round concoction will look like. Think about impressing Bengals nation and Bengals Twitter. That's what this is about. Okay. Are we ready? Jay, should we show last year's first? Um. Yeah, yeah, we should because there were some good it. picks. There were some good picks last year, James. I mean, it should be noted. Look at James right off the top last year. One hmm. A, Dax Hill. Go ahead, James. Go ahead and pat yourself on the back and brag a bit. The only thing I'm going to brag about is when he plays really well this year, and people <clears> stop <throat> bringing up safety when the Bengals don't draft one in the first three <clears> rounds this year. So that'll be what I brag about. But no, I was happy about getting that right with one A when everyone else was on court. Yeah, I don't understand people talking about safety still. That has been a Ugh. very confusing portion of draft season for me. But yeah, James, you were on it. This just goes to show. This just goes to show how important what you're listening to right now is to understanding what's going to happen Thursday. James was right at the top. Dax Hill was right there. Um, I did manage to get Cam Taylor Britt in the second round, but I think that was yeah. partially luck. Uh, and uh, so I'll, I'll take that. Um, but you know, there was a lot of names, Cole strange who knew I didn't, I didn't realize thought I could get Cole strange in the third. Didn't realize how much love the hood he had for him in round one. Um, but so that's last year. That's kind of the, the, the way things portion of how things worked out, uh, last year with us. Um, and Mo took the punt God in the third round and we appreciate that. <laughs> we should have highlighted that in red. Somebody, yeah, had to. I mean, things didn't go so well for him after, but you couldn't have predicted that. Well, no, you couldn't have predicted it. And when Drew Chrisman was booming the ball right to the dude in the AFC championship game, a lot of you were like, boy, boy, maybe Mo was onto something. Should have taken a punter. So it might happen this year. We'll Can see. Can we, we adjust the list? And add, there are a few punters in this draft. They don't have a cool nickname, but you know, maybe you can Let's, take one in round three again. Yeah. I mean, I, I look, I think he would have had a bigger effect on that game than Zach Carter did. And so maybe that was the move. Maybe the third round punt God was the move. We'll <laughs> never know. We'll never know. Um, all right. Leading us off this year, pick one A of all of these names available, of which there are many. Uh is Jay Morrison. Jay, what are you where are you going first? 
Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to have the number one overall pick. I did. I wanted to point out to everybody that, that, that Paul did the draft order by random, gen, random number generator, which is the only way I would be number one overall in anything. So yeah. I'm happy to be here. And I'm also thrilled. I mean, I don't know which of the three didn't have this guy in his top 24 to make him available here. Um, I, I don't think it is realistic that he will be available, but I'm going Darnell right, right tackle. Okay. Oh. Uh, the answer to that question actually is um, you can thank Daniel Jeremiah for that. All right. You can thank Daniel Jeremiah who did not have Darnell Wright in his top 24. Um, okay. You know, I have stayed away from Darnell Wright for the most part. I, I have, even in I, the idea of him being there, he hasn't really been, I think just because I, maybe I have more confidence of them at tackle at this point and piecing together what they have and seeing the other options, but, and thinking that I, he's maybe, I know people like him as a great fit, but I haven't, I haven't viewed it as much or thought of it that way. I just, I, I the, the long-term aspect as well as this year. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they are set this year with whether it's Jonah or LC or who knows Carmen, but there, there's, there's a, every one of those guys has a huge question mark and, and that leads into more question marks in 2024 and beyond. And I'm not saying he's a, he's a lock, but if, if you, if you get that guy and he, he looks like he is, the guy you can you can trade Jonah. Maybe there's an injury settlement with LC. You're set at right tackle and left tackle for the next few years. Um, and if he needs to develop, he needs to develop, and you hang on to one of those guys. I just I like it for the immediate and the long term prospect of of getting that O line another notch or two higher than than where it's been. And everyone talks about Dewan Jones, and and I've you know everyone said the Twin Towers, and can you imagine the size of these two offensive tackles with Orlando Brown Jr.? It's not like Darnell Wright small. He's three thirty six, and he moved well, and so yeah, I I don't blame you, Jay. I think it's a good pick. How many are six dudes with question marks better than five dudes with question marks? I mean, you know, for you still don't know, you're still picking a late offensive tackle again. I keep saying, I just get what the question case of the way he's. If you're picking a tackle that's not in the top twenty. There's a, there are, there are warts. There. I think there's questions about his pass protection that are that are going to be concerned about whether he's going to be refined enough to be good enough there. I'm just saying, I am team pay proven linemen, which they've seemed to had a lot of success doing in recent years, to be good enough rather than take another chance on drafting an offensive lineman, particularly outside of the top twenty. We have seen these results before. How many of these do we need to see um, until you're just like, yeah, maybe, maybe it should just be paying these proven guys. I would, I, I'd rather attack it in the middle tier of free agency next year. And people seem to love coming and playing on a pretty cheap contract protecting Joe Burrow. I'd rather do that than take an, take another run to the draft and use this to go other <clears throat> positions. That's just, what if that's one me. of the, what if one of the guys in the red fell offensive tackle watch? Are you just out? If, on offensive tackle at twenty, well, why are they falling? Like that's just it. I okay. mean, if they're, right, so if they're there, out. then something's wrong. Oh, I don't. I I don't know. Right. I'm not inside the the ten to fifteen teams in the league that would have passed on those guys. I just feel like guys that go in this range and beyond. I just, especially when you're trying to win a championship in 2023, I just don't. That's not the answer I'm looking for. That's me. It's it's me. I I was I'm, just curious. I'm wrong. It's interesting. Often. 
I'm wrong. I think at some point you have to get cheaper at the position, though, with the contracts they have coming up. At some point, they have to start hitting and developing offensive linemen again because they used to be able to do this once upon a time when they continued to run out really good offensive line units for a while. They haven't been able to do it for a while. So I get it. You, you at some point do need to start getting a little bit cheaper and maximizing rookie contracts at premium positions for the next phase of Joe Burrow's tenure at Cincinnati. Yeah, that position I would make corner. Like, sure. I mean, that's that's to me. I would corner, focus more on rushing. that. If you, you're there, there's a higher rate of hitting here at this point in the draft. At that position, there's a higher rate of their history, and and I think you know of projecting better there um, than there is at line. That's just me. All right, let's take a second and switch gears here and hear from a sponsor. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Jake, you're up, though. I'll let you go. I'll stop. Yeah, I'm Kalijah Kanti here all day. Mm -hmm. He, for me, is the kind of disruptor they haven't had on the inside. I really like BJ Hill, I really like DJ Reader. DJ Reader is one of my favorite players on the team in terms of his ability to do so many different things at a really high level. And he's obviously a stalwart as a run defender, but Kalaja Kansi gives them that athleticism, that suddenness they don't really have inside. And people are going to talk about his size. People are going to talk about his arm length. And people are going to say, there's never been a defensive tackle draft with arms as short as him. But I think he gives them pass rush inside that they could really use. And he's a dynamic player in there, has a productivity at pit, really checks every box except for size. And so the Bengals have had success with players in that mold before. They haven't picked a guy 
in that mold since they had Geno Atkins. So that gives me some question as to whether or not they would actually make this pick themselves. But for me, I would go Kalaja Kansi and be happy with it. I mean, if you beat the first, if you beat the guy across from you with the first move, it doesn't really matter how long your arms are. Right. Yeah, but I, I just, yeah, I'm with you. Like he is, he has been spectacular. And I tend to watch somebody play more than I care about, you know, looking at the sheet of their size of, of what, you know, I want to see those sack numbers more than I want to see short arms with the first round pick. It's still, it's, it, it's a conversation worth having. I, I'd be really curious to hear the actual draft room conversation about Kalajikansi's mm-hmm. arms. I'd be curious to see how they actually view that. I do think there's a ding there. It doesn't show up a ton to me on tape. Mm -hmm. Like it shows up sometimes against some double teams. You know, the size will come up in general. The arm length hasn't really shown up for me so much. The size in general comes up sometimes, but I also think that he he's knocked as a run defender. I think he's pretty good as a run defender in in plenty of games. At least it's on tape for him. So I, I don't have the pause that others might have, but you're right. It would be a very interesting thing to hear the, the team talk about. Yeah. Uh, Butchie in the dark. Are you still there? <laughs> yes, I still am in the dark. All right, good, good, good. No, you're still there. How you are? You are up. Yeah. Uh, so feel free to fire away. Yeah, this is kind of like uh, you know the first shot of the Cold War was uh, the dropping of the uh, bomb, and uh, you know uh, I guess Burrow's contract is going to be the bomb at some point. So this is kind of the first shot hmm. in in the uh, coming. Uh, you know, this is a pick to me. This is a pick for twenty four, twenty five, and twenty six, and not for this year. But um, and at some point, uh, they got to start getting some defensive players on some uh, rookie deals. So uh, that I'm going with uh, Breezy from uh, Clemson. Uh, they've had uh, this is the first this is the first time I've seen him available at this spot. So uh, to me, he would be a uh, you know he's one of those I can't believe he's there. Um, <laughs> so um, you know uh, they've had good success with Clemson uh, defensive uh, lineman, defensive tackle. So. Um, they got a former Clemson D-line coach who's doing a hell of a job. So I like the fit. I'm going to go with Breezy from Clemson. Yeah, and notable Marion Hobby working the drills of mm-hmm. Miles Murphy and Brian Brzee at Clemson during their pro day. Obviously, a lot of interest there. They've picked there, feeling like they have good connections there. I always, whenever you see, I mean, especially a staff, you know, them finding people they trust. I, I always feel like with the way they've repeatedly kind of confidently gone after that position, whether they should have or not, you could argue um, at Clemson. You wonder if there's something there where there's, I don't know, the direct, the direct Dabo line. Is there a Dabo phone somewhere in the house where they go directly to get the, get the real truth serum from him? T Higgins is good. I don't think they needed any serum, <laughs> but uh, you know, I think, uh, I don't know. You know, I kind of flog myself for the tight end pick I, I i had earlier uh, a couple weeks ago uh, i know jay's got a story about the debates you know uh today and i think um you know it's just how this club uses tight ends and running backs how can you take one in the first round yeah i mean even even if it's one of the top two i i don't know that you can um or that they would um i i say i 
I did a mock draft of this mega mock, so and sad. I don't so want to say sad. you're I don't want to say you're predictable, Butch, but I had you taking Brzee. You're you're a trenches guy, and I, I thought that was going to be your pick. <laughs> oh <so. my> God. <laughs> I'm but one for I'm one for two. I did not have Jake taking. Kansas. I mean, I'm who, surprised who it wasn't a running team? back. No, no I, I don't do, do it yet. I don't want any. I don't want. I'll, I'll tell you later. I don't. I'll, okay. I'll show you what okay. I had later. But yeah, I don't want to spoil anybody else's pick or lead anybody down a path. But I do think that is a trait of this room the last five years. I think maybe they were burned by John Ross. I don't know. But uh, the higher the pick, the bigger the man, the, you know? <laughs> I, I mean, you can win a lot of games playing that way. I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with the formula. Uh, James, you're up. Man, feels a lot like last year to me. You feel like you're going to get, you're getting the guy when I, when I was talking about best player available and, and I don't know if it would necessarily be my guy, but I really like this guy. And I think it's the Bengals guy. If he's there, including maybe if the past, maybe all three picks that have gone are there and it's Emmanuel Forbes. Uh, and I love playmakers by the way. And he's a playmaker, the, the cornerback out of Mississippi state, six pick sixes. I think the Bengals could use that. How many pick sixes Jay have the Bengals had in the Zach Taylor era? Oh, good question. Um, One, Mike Hilton. They've gotten close yeah. a couple. They've gotten tackled on the two, like two or three times. Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah. It, I think it's Mike Hilton against. I think Pittsburgh. Hilton is it. Yeah, and, and so Forbes brings that. Jeff's right uh, about the size. You know, he's one sixty six. So we'll get him on the built bar plan, and uh, <laughs> I'll reach out to his, his guys. He'll get up to one eighty, and that's it. I mean, he's got good length. He's six foot six. Uh, Six foot tall in a half, so it's not like he's five eight or five nine. He projects to be an outside guy. So, will he start right away? I'm not sure about that, but he's going to be a guy that you can bank on in the future uh, as a starting outside cornerback. And you know how important the depth is there. So, I'm excited to see him there. When I, I saw the order, I didn't think Forbes would be here, and so the fact that he is, uh, I'm pretty excited about landing him. I if love Wright Forbes. was not there, picks Forbes was my. I would I would have let off the yeah. draft with Forbes if it makes sense. had not been there. Yeah, makes sense. I love Forbes. I think it's a. I think that's a great pick. I love Forbes because I think we're in an era now where it doesn't matter how you know you got to be able to run and cover. And if you're yep. 88 pounds, so be it. And he pounds. hits. He hits. He runs a four three six. Like it's not like yeah. he's he's fast, quick, all those things too. So yeah. Like he it. has a willingness to go in there and play the run. Mm-hmm. He has the attitude. He has, as they say, that dog in him. So, <laughs> you know, that, that's what you like about Emmanuel Forbes. And I agree, James. Like, I think we all probably agree. Like, if we're predicting, Emmanuel Forbes is a name that's circled. I, I, I can't get away from him. I feel like every time I am asked to do a mock draft, I do a mock draft. I think about mock draft. I always come back to this name. It just feels too much which is why it won't happen right because it feels almost too, mm-hmm. like too much well, of a fit and somebody that likes them you feel like would would hop in front of the Bengals, seeing how almost how much of a fit is it just feels it feels snug it does you know i look you know it's awareness too like you don't talk about that a lot because it's sort of a you know intangible thing a lot but i mean it just shows up on tape and they have needed that i mean you talk about pick sixes how about just corners getting interceptions I mean, it's just not something that they that these corners have done here in Cincinnati, and to have that and a guy that has done it consistently and sh- shows that awareness, you know, Lou Anarumo's loving that watching that tape. Uh, it it just feels like he checks every box for them outside of weight, and it's just like whatever, man. He's he's good. He's plenty willing out on the outside in the SEC West to make me be okay with the weight. And they just think that skyline deal. 
Let's be honest. Exactly. Let's go. <laughs> put them on three ways, and, and you show them some some cheese conies and chalitos, and you get it rolling. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, no brainer. But you're right. He probably won't be there at 28 now because it seems so obvious. But if he well, is, and all the GMs are watching this, so you know well, they already are tipped off. This is the so, true insight. We are right in the middle right now of a uh, of an athletic beat writer mock, and Forbes went 16th to yep. Washington. That's the highest I've seen him go in uh, any I, mock. So I, I'm with you guys. I, I don't know that he's going to be there at 28. Yeah, and I think it's – sorry, go ahead, James. I think he could go ahead of Banks or ahead of Joey Porter. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, some have just penciled those guys in as, as like the third and fourth corners. I, I don't necessarily think that'll be the case on, on Thursday. Uh, Mo. You're up. Uh, James and I got together on Friday night because uh, he's a big uh, Cleveland Cavaliers fan now. Mm-hmm. And uh, his team is playing mine in the NBA playoffs because the game was so lopsided. And because the Cavs were non competitive, the conversation turned toward the NFL draft, this being James' <laughs> second favorite topic after his beloved Cavs. And as he would attest he's to, the, the player that I talked most about was, was Emmanuel Forbes. He's the guy that I'm most intrigued by. So he would have been my pick. He would have been my pick. Had I drafted first, second, third, or fourth, mm-hmm. obviously he is he is off the board. So uh, James could could speak to my interest in Emmanuel Forbes. Um, I'll take the next player on the list of corners in Dane's beast, uh, Keely Ringo from uh, Georgia. Uh, if I'm going back and forth between him and Turner, I'm taking the guy who's bigger. Um, my my preference would have been Forbes. I'm a public school kid from Northern Kentucky, so I'm not taking Michael Mayer from Cuffcath, uh, and I'm going <laughs> to get a tight end later on. I'm just joking. I love Michael Mayer. But uh, for the reasons that were articulated before, I just, it's a deep class at tight end. I don't think you could have enough corners. Uh, Paul, you and I have talked about Cheeto is is not under contract beyond 2023. He is coming off a significant injury. I've got to slow down offenses that include Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, um, you know, whatever you make of the quarterbacks in the AFC North, I've got to get off the field with DBs. I've got to beat those teams, and I'm not relying on outscoring them. I can't have enough corners if I can get one in round one with uh, an SEC profile coming from a national championship program two times over. That's the player that I'm taking. I, it's a hard, it's hard to argue against a, taking the top corner of the fourth round. So it's the ultimate, like, you just can't go wrong if you've got. Right a profile of a quality corner with all the traits he's played on a winning team, all that stuff. Like it, there's a good chance that pick works out for you. You know, you, at least you hope it does. And there's a good chance that it does. I'm, I'm, I would never be, I would never have a problem with it. Um, I'm up on the snake. I got to uh, my first, my first is going to be miles Murphy from Clemson <laughs> uh, team, all effort, which should be just team, all Bengals. We know how they've built this defense, big, strong, uh, you know, consistent in a lot of ways and that maybe he's not going to be your flashy, but he, he kind of rushes like Trey Hendrickson. He plays with effort. He plays with chase. And it's like, is, isn't this how every single Bengals defensive lineman has been like recruited and sold and utilized? He seems to be a fit in their mold. As far as I can tell, I, I don't know if he'll be there or not. Uh, you see him go in the teens and some, you see him still around in some, he's kind of a weird name that's out there that maybe some NFL people aren't, aren't sure about. Uh, but I know the Bengals are sure about guys that look like him and play hard like him. Um, and they'll bet on that all day. It's like the, the Duke Tobin double hit doubles, right? <laughs> yeah. Hit doubles is what he's all about. And miles Murphy to me is a doubles player. I think, um, so that's mine on there. And, and it's just get pass rush, get more pass rush. Yeah. 
find sure. ways. I know they've got Hubbard and Hendrickson. I mean, Hendricks is up on a big number next year. It, it'll be a big year for him. Uh, but, you know, depth there, pass rush there, third down, push inside, whatever, man. Come up with stuff. Let Lou cook. Give him a bunch of dudes. Uh, I think you make that. Find a way to make that work. My next one is hard. And I'm going to get... I. I because I'd be tempted to do trenches again. Like Butch said, you know, the bigger the pick, the bigger the guy. I'm going to go bigger the pick, the smaller the guy. I'm going Jameer Gibbs. I'm doing it. I'm doing <laughs> the running on, back. Man. Come I'm on, man. I, I'm, I just, <laughs> I know on, it's fun. Like it's, it's maybe more fun to talk about than to actually do and, and live with at the tail end of this draft. But man, if the check down is a weapon like that, I mean, look at how many. Remember when Samaje Pirine was like turning checkdowns into weapons for touchdowns? And everyone's like, look at that. I mean, imagine Jameer Gibbs doing it. He's so electric. He so fits their offense. I think of 32 teams in the NFL, the Bengals are the best fit for Jameer Gibbs, in my opinion. Of if you were uh. giving me any team you could put him on, if I was his agent, I would put him on the Bengals. I would. I am not a first round running back guy. I would hesitate to do that. It's, there's a reason he's further down the board for me. But holy crap! If you're going to be one, be that guy. Ugh. Can you, the, can you get him in the third? <laughs> oh no! So. Jeff, can't even get him in the second. Him, you might not get you, him here. You might. You not better get him stay here. in the dark. You might not get him here. <laughs> Jeff, you better stay in the dark. In the dark. Uh, I, I, James. I said, uh, James. That my point is. I don't think they should start doing that stuff until the last day there i i sounded upset paul when you made the pick like i was anti-running back and yet i agree with you a thousand percent maybe two thousand but then if i might as well just print there or, or put jameer gibbs's name on the offensive rookie of the year trophy <laughs> i don't care where Bijan lands or jackson smith and jigba i'm serious it is it would be so electric to to give him this offense and give joe burrow a guy like him that can make plays out of really nothing, just kind of following what's there. You want to play too high. I'm going to dump it off to my running back who would probably wear number three, I guess. So you'd get that five, one, three connection. And, um, yeah, I just, I'm jealous. I, I was hoping that you would stick with trenches mm. like a dweeb and yeah. then Mo would take another corner like DJ Turner. And then I would be able to get Forbes and Gibbs. So that was my dream. It didn't happen. I'm jealous of your pick. Oh, thanks. Makes me feel good. I know I James think, thinks I'm a. I know James thinks I'm a dweeb, but I think <laughs> that um, I, I, you know, for as much as they, you, I mean, to me that would be kind of ripping up the way they do stuff, wouldn't it? If they, if they, if they pick this guy in the first round, how would it rip it up though? I mean, playmaker. He's he's still. I mean, you can still have Mixon in there on first down, second sunset. When you're in any kind of a passing situation which they're in, what, 80% of the time anymore, it seems like, uh, he's your guy. And I don't know, like pass pro, I guess, would be a question you'd want to get answered or in camp and in preseason and make sure he's solid enough there and understands it. But I don't care to have him not pass pro. Have him just go out on a route every play. You know, Burrow loves that. So I just think the way they throw it and him being such a weapon, catching the ball out of the backfield on top of what he is you know, in space, if you're talking about teams that are dropping out in light boxes, um, I don't think you're ripping up much. It's not like they don't throw it all the time. But it seems like pass pro is pretty important in that position. Certainly it is with, with the way they use P Ryan. I mean, they to me I'm saying he's a bad bad in pass pro though. Yeah, I'm not saying he's bad at it. I'm saying you know, maybe that's your question at 199. Um, 
is what what it looks like. But I think there's, he'd hold there's up. There's going to well be guys enough. who run through him, even if he knows what he's doing. At 199, there's going to be guys that run through him. Yeah, as long as you get in their way, and they can't all be Samaj P. Ryan, and he'll probably <laughs> be better than Joe Mixon in pass protection. Sorry. Butch, if Butch, if they care. trade down from 28 to 35, are you okay with taking Gibbs at 35 and not 28? I think they can do anything that they want as long as they get an extra pick out of it. Yeah, I would agree. Isn't that an ideal scenario? I've I've had that as mm-hmm. scenario one for me outside of, you know, we talk about some of these names we didn't expect to be there. Maybe they love Forbes, obviously, or whoever. They, there's, they'll have guys that they'll obviously stick for. But I think there's a scenario where, to me, oh. I, I it just has always felt like a draft missing a pick. I, I would rather pick, if I'm them, at, at 35 or 38 even and add a third uh, or even an early four and, and, and feel like I could fill out my team better that way. That I don't know. What do you guys feel about that? Are, are you saying in take Gibbs or are you just saying in general? Just I'm saying you're that. taking whatever's there. There's a lot of good names. Uh, I mean, take a look at the names on this list. I mean, it's not sure. like you're out. It, it, you're not like you're on a, some. There's some massive drop off. Um, I, I think there is a cliff. Probably it just depends on how far, like you know like it might be at like 37. So right. because the first cliff is probably at like 18, maybe higher. And than then that. they're and they're at yeah. And then they're at the tail end. And so does do one of those guys fall to 28, um, or is Gibbs just so far down their board? Even though I love the fit, but uh, yeah, we'll see. But. I could see trading down. I, it's just tough. It's tough to trade down. It, it really is because it's two th- a bunch of stuff has to happen and, and fall the right way for it to happen. Uh, do you think with uh, Do you think with Hooker? Do you think with Hooker hanging around and maybe. some of these tight ends, maybe maybe and and maybe if one of these edges slips, that maybe gets I mean, somebody back up in there and. You know, Northwestern, I mean, Adebaware, I mean, he, I think he, you'd be comfortable taking him in the late, mid to late thirties, assuming he would, you know, he wouldn't come off early, Uh, a nice fit. You start getting into some of those three techniques, even a guy like Benton, depending on how far you go back. I just think Mm -hmm. there's plenty of good guys. And then you add that extra third is just going to be valuable. I mean, they're for what they're trying to do at tight end, at running back, um, even at receiver. I just feel like that's going to be a valuable spot for them to really fill out and check all their boxes i don't know and i I don't know it it depends obviously if anybody would actually want to come up but i i I would applaud them if they move back into the 30s somewhere short night for us that's mostly why i'm applauding yeah i'm getting home early Uh, oh you're up (laughs) it's gonna make for a very crummy draft show for us so i don't i don't want that to (laughs) analyze the trade bo yeah analyze uh, the trade (laughs) so Paul, you know my dream is they take two running backs in this draft. Yeah. So uh, Jameer Gibbs was interesting to me because I I would have had one of them off the board, and then I could take another one later. Uh, I, I struggle with this a little bit because I want to win the Super Bowl this year, and that's what I'm drafting. Uh, th- that's what I'm keeping in mind when I draft. And so I could look at some of these uh, tackle prospects. Dewan, by the way, coworkers walking by wondering what I'm doing. I'm, at a, I'm in front of a <laughs> microphone in a radio building. What do we guess? What do we guess is happening? Here? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, Dewan Jones is intriguing to me because he's like nine feet tall, still ascending as a player, uh, really just c- sort of uh, grasping the football thing. Um, the evaluations say he's already an elite run blocker, but he strikes me as more developmental despite some lingering questions about what they do at right tackle. So let's go over the river. Uh, I'm going to do what I didn't do with my 1A pick. Let's go Michael Mayer. 
I'm getting uh, mm. the guy that many believe is the best tight end in the draft. Uh, a guy that Dane has as, as a top 20 player. I question, I wonder really what his true NFL ceiling is, but he certainly feels NFL ready. And um, then we know who the tight end of the future is, and we can maybe stop the cycle of one-year prove-it contracts at that position. I'm giving uh, Joe a, another weapon. I'm uh, rallying the folks in uh, Northern Kentucky. I'm rallying <laughs> Notre Dame fans. And uh, I'm getting a, a very good NFL-ready football player who had he had a lot of production at Notre Dame. Part of that is I'm not sure they really had anybody else to throw to, but uh, y- you cannot quibble with what the numbers uh, with the numbers that he put up, and he just feels NFL-ready uh, and ready to help your team week one. And I want to win the Super Bowl next year. I want home field advantage throughout. I can't use September as the preseason. I want NFL-ready dudes week one. I think Michael Meyer, uh, Michael Mayer qualifies as one of those type of dudes. If he came from California instead of right across the river, would you take Dalton Kincaid instead? Perhaps. He, no, Kincaid wasn't available, was he? Not Kincaid's available. not available. Not available. Yes. Kincaid's not available. And look, I, I, I think there, there, for a lot of fans, that's a factor, right? I mean, it's mm. we've we've done this. <laughs> if seemingly we do this every time the Reds have a managerial opening, which hell could be soon. I don't know, but uh, it's like <laughs> if if that guy's not from Cincinnati, would you want to hire him? Eh. And, and so there's. There's tremendous pull there, but again, the, the people who evaluate these guys for a living don't care where he's from, yeah. don't care what's go, don't care what school he went to. They look at the measurables, they look at the production, you know, they look at the the ceiling. James and I, I think in the fourth quarter when the Knicks went up by twenty, we talked about this. I, I I don't know, I don't know what his his absolute peak potential as an NFL player is, but this year I don't care. Can he come in and be a factor in an already good offense? Yeah, I think he can. And so uh, I'm. that's my guy. I'm taking Michael Mayer. I don't blame you. Makes makes a lot of sense, and it takes the pressure off me because I don't have to consider Michael Mayer. <laughs> so that, that I feel good about. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm torn between two guys, two trench picks. Shocking. That shows how bad the receiver class is that we've gotten this far, and I haven't mentioned one. Oh, man. Um, I'm going to go with the guy that I think might actually be there. there there's one guy on the, on the offensive side that I don't. So, uh, Adi Tamiwa Adabare, I think, uh, out of Northwestern. That's who I'll take. And I think he comes in right away, can help you at the three-tech, and gives that interior of the defensive line a pretty big boost and doesn't have the the arm length issues that, that Clyde Jacanzi had, lit up the combine as well. And so... Would it be a little bit of a reach at 28? Probably. Is this one of those trade-down candidates that like we were talking about? I, I would think that that would be uh, the most realistic scenario. Maybe they take him at 28. Who knows? But I, I think he does contribute right away as a rookie and can certainly be a building block for Luana Rumo moving forward. I love it. I love the pick. I mean, I, I, I think... I think he makes so much sense with them. I I might like him more than Cansey, uh, only because I just think the upside is so high. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, it's and maybe I and maybe that's uh, and that's probably not Duke Tobin style, like we said before. He hit doubles, but I mean, the the home run potential here. If you are getting a guy who's truly just figuring it out, who's a freakier freak athletically than Cansey was at the combine by a mile. And if the senior bowl stuff that he did moving inside being unblockable, if that is truly then, you know, his next step God, I mean, you could feel like you really found something special that late in the draft that is typically reserved 
uh, for the top of it. And maybe a bus. I mean, maybe he's just the same guy who disappeared for stretches mm-hmm. of time at Northwestern, but I, yep. I love it, James. I, I, I think, I think that's a risk that I'd, I'd be willing to take on, on the traits. If you are like me and you enjoy spending your late Sunday afternoons listening to the the Bengals post game call in show. Oh yeah, featuring <laughs> never miss who, it. Featuring people who have been imbibing all day, <laughs> listening listening to those folks pronounce his name all season long, whether he's good or not, is going to bring me an immense amount of joy if he comes to Cincinnati. So where was Eddie Tamiwa? Where was he? Yeah, yeah well, I mean, they're not, they're, you're assuming they're going to come close. Look, I still listen to people who mispronounce Hushmanzada. So they're still I, calling him Burroughs. Yeah, you still yeah. get Burroughs. <laughs> He's pronounce name maybe in the history of the Burroughs. Boy, Bur- Burroughs had a good game. Oh, oh, did he? Both of them? Plural? The quarterback's two guys now? So, yeah, I'm rooting for this. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Butchie in the dark, what do you got? Two solid picks right behind me there. I think Mo's exactly right with Mayer. He's so, he's so polished, you know? The guy could walk in. I mean, you, you listen to the guy, you watch him play, and he's like, geez, this guy's like a five-year veteran. And uh, that's a good pick uh, with James there. I mean, that's a, a lot, I mean, I love the position, thinking about that position. I think that's a, it's a premium position. you got to walk out of here with a premium position, right? So uh, that said, I'm still going to uh, now, we can't pick anybody. We, we've got to pick a new person here, right? You do. Yeah, anybody that's still on the list. Uh, above yeah, I just, I'm going to go, uh, I'm still going to go big. And uh, just because this is the, this is another, this is another draft where this is another draft where this is the first time I've seen this guy available. I know he, the position's not a great fit, but he may be the best player up there is Osiris Torrance. Mm-hmm. That'd be interesting. I know. Uh-huh. I know it's not very inspiring. But I remember when they picked Whitworth in the second round, that wasn't very inspiring either because they just had extended Levi Jones. So, but best player up there. So, I I had not considered them taking a guard. You're right, though. He's typically gone in a lot of these. He's gone by now, you know? Yeah. Uh, Cordell on notice, I guess. In now, round it's one? Just, it's probably oh, a yeah. bet. It's, it's probably a bad <laughs> pick. It's probably a bad pick by me. It's a straight, it's a straight, um, Best guy up there. EPA. Yeah, sure. Sure. You never know who's going to who's gonna go down. And, I mean, they probably wouldn't have minded having a quality backup guard last year when Chris Jones was ruining lives. Nah, don't try to make me feel bad. Uh, feel good, Paul. It's, it's, it's a bad <laughs> It's a fact. Pick, if they would have had if they would have had quality depth at guard uh, in the AFC Championship game, they win it. Well, well, yeah. How good do you feel if Torrance is your, your starting left guard and then you have Cordell Volson? Backing up both spots. Sure. Sure. I mean, I mean, feel, feel pretty nine. good. I don't think you're going to, you're going to ever really piss people off if you're, if your goal is protecting nine. I mean, yep. at, at a certain point, that's another one that's hard, hard to totally miss on, especially at a guard. If you feel like you're getting the best guard in the draft, the best interior offensive lineman in the draft. Um, I, I don't think, you know, it's, it's one that we don't hear or see often, but I'm not just blowing smoke into the darkness here, Butch. I, I think it's good. It's no uh, shot on Volson either because I think Volson is. Uh, I'm going to let make sure Volson knows exactly what you did. When we <laughs> Volson is so good. Volson's been so good. I almost wanted to pick Mock just because he was probably he's probably <laughs> like, just like. Um, uh, Jake. 
Do I have to pick one of these guys, or can I reach here if I want? You can reach. Yeah. Any, I say anything, anything on down the board. I know I'm just going off Dane's, Dane's numbers, but I know he has guys pretty far down there that are uh, in a lot higher for others. So I'm tempted to pick Darnell Washington here, but I just don't think that the Bengals will. I think that in terms of a tight end that can transform your offense, he does some things for you, running the ball out of 11 personnel with his size being that extra tackle. They don't have to put an actual extra tackle on the field, and he can still threaten you as a pass receiver too because he's really athletic for a guy that's as big as he is. But I'm going to reach for maybe the sake of being interesting. And go dip into our second round pool of players with Cam Smith, the cornerback from South yeah. Carolina, who has had in the draft process, has seen his draft quote unquote stock fall uh, from being a consensus first round pick, maybe in February to now being talked about more as a second rounder. But in the process we do every year, Joe Goodberry, myself and others putting together uh, you know, our Bengals board going through film grades, going through analytics, going through athletic testing and everything. He comes out really well in the process and looks like a first round player that you shouldn't be ashamed of picking in the first round. So uh, I think that's a name that we haven't necessarily talked about very much for the first round. And I think that he's a, a sneaky candidate, especially in that trade back scenario, if they trade back just a, a handful of spots. So Cam Smith corner. Right. Again, I mean, it's one of those things where you talk about the move back. I mean, there's guys like that. I mean, there's quality mm-hmm. corners who could be just, could be better than any of the others. Uh, when you talk about a guy who has the profile, I just it kind of to me it speaks back to again the 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 trade back. I just feel like there's a there's a lot of guys, and you know they'll be getting somebody that they value because if they're if they're pulling that trigger, um, you you know they feel like they have you know however many five to 10 guys that they really like still on their board. If they're even willing to do that, there's a sort of a trust the evaluator to, to when you, when you just say if they did that, they would be the right move. Yeah. I mean, they may be leading off that next tier, right. Of guy. And so do you want to take the top guy of a 10, 10 player bucket or move down eight spots and still get one of the guys there that is similar grade that fits a need, whether it's corner defensive line, Jameer Gibbs, whatever it is. Right. So, I, I agree, and I think this could be one of those guys. It's it's tough because yep. you've seen like with DJ Turner, like he's still available as of right now. He's going in the first round of some mocks. He's available at sixty and other mocks. I think that's uh, optimistic at best that he would be available in round two. But um, yeah, there's there's a widespread grade wise on on a lot of these guys. I would say you know, we positioned this year too. Yeah, it really is, and especially in that second round, as I said, you know, Cam Taylor Britt part two, isn't going to hurt anybody's feelings because Mm -hmm. I think there's multiple Cam Taylor Britt type of impact guys that are, can come in and do exactly what Cam did last year, sit in the background, you know, eventually come up and maybe by mid season, here's your, he's something bigger than that or an injury happens or whatever. Um, I also, you know, I go back to last year, the, the staff talked a lot about how, man, the board just came off poorly it felt like everybody they had the league had and it just it went off and and, and that's why they yeah. had to come up for ctb i wonder if that's going to happen again this year and now maybe it's just me too many mock traps out there mm-hmm. and too many people spouting opinions uh into the darkness other than butchie and it's like i just feel like you know it, that can't happen every year and and eventually you do get the wide variety of of results ends up 
giving you players that you have much higher grades on, um, and particularly when you're talking about you know trade backs or or with the second round type pick. Um, Jay, uh, you're up to finish up this, and then we'll get into the second round pool and speed up a little bit. Yeah, that, that, well, uh, everything you guys just said about the the corner is is the the reason I'm I'm going to kick off the second round, but I got to make my my first round my final first round pick here. I'm going to go Keon White. The, the mm. edge. I just, yep. there's a lot of, I mean, there, there's what McDonald, Ojalari, they're, they're all right there kind of in the same range, but I, I like the length of white. Um, he kind of fits the, the, the Bengals template uh, for, for an edge guy there. Um, I, I'm going O-line D line right off the bat. Um, so I, I'll go white with my pick at the end of the first round. And then I'm going to go Julius Brents, the, the Kansas state quarterback um, for, to, to start the second round. Um, I just what Paul and I talked about this. If there's one position, I would most guarantee that they knock out before they get to Saturday. It's corner. I mean, I could see them not taking a tackle uh, for Thursday or Friday. You, any position you could make an argument for. It feels like they're going to hit corner um, early in this draft, one way or another. And and I really like Brent's uh, everything about. I mean, the, the his measurables, his combine workout. It, it just He's a guy, DJ Turner is in that cancy mold with uh, shorter arms. I just don't think he fits the, the Bengals profile. Whereas I do, I think Brent's would be a really interesting pick there. I'm with you. Uh, I mean, again, the Cam Taylor Bridge part two, <laughs> finding a corner, like mm-hmm. there's, so we keep mentioning these guys you can make great arguments for um, that you can see working out. It just seems like, uh, you know, I'm not saying that we are uh, have a focus in where we think this is going to go, <laughs> but I think it's obvious when you look yeah. at these picks where we where we think it's going to go. Jake, uh, second round. You've already taken one second rounder. You took Cam Smith off your own board, uh, but you can you can come back around in any direction. I guess let's play this let's play this game under the assumption your one A was who you ended up with. So one B was just for argument. Essentially, wipe those off in the terms of your your three, your trio, uh, your one A is it was your pick. And so you're playing off of that. I'm going to stick with, I'm going to go back to tight end. I think that this is a really good tight end class. I don't want to leave this class without having drafted a tight end. If I'm the Bengals for the reasons that we've talked about getting a guy long-term, getting a weapon that can develop for you long-term. So Sam Laporta for me here, would would be the guy I, I think Dane has him in the third, which was a little surprising to me. Yes, you can talk about Tucker Kraft as well, who he has earlier. I think he, he likes Kraft a little bit better. But Sam Laporta from a bigger school, even though it was a terrible offense at Iowa, all the athleticism you could ever want, a little bit undersized, isn't going to be the inline guy, isn't going to block a ton, although he tries. Uh, the technique really isn't there yet, but incredibly productive. Great after the catch, which, you know, we talked about that with Jameer Gibbs earlier. You talk about a guy who can take a check down and do something with it. He's not going to be as electric as Jameer Gibbs. He doesn't have the track speed, but he can run away from linebackers and and chew up some yards after the catch, make some guys miss. I think he can be a vertical weapon as well, despite being a little bit undersized for the tight end position. So I like Sam Laporta here. But once you get to the second round world of players, there's, there's so many guys in that range that we have 54 to 84 that look really appealing to me. 
I agree. The tight ends are going to be fascinating in this draft. How do teams respond to the depth? Do they all sit saying, man, I just love the value of the second and third round here. And does that cause a run? And when does that run happen? Do the people go in early on that second wave after Kincaid and Mayer come off? Like, I, I just think because it's kind of, I'm not going to say unprecedented group, but such a rare group. I'm really fascinated to see how the league in this draft reacts to these tight ends. And that's so central to what the Bengals are trying to pull off. That's a good pick uh, be, uh, because um, I know uh, Pat Kerwin is raving about Laporta on NFL radio and that he may like my, like uh mayor, he's, he's kind of a, kind of a finished guy, you know, in Iowa, they, uh, you know, they turn out NFL ready guys, especially tight ends. Yeah. Uh, Butch, you're up. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm terrible, but, uh, <laughs> I'm, what I'm really, you know, it's good to open. Really I want Goodell to open that way. <laughs> Look, I'm terrible. Uh, uh, what I'm really nervous about is wide receiver. Okay. And it's too early here. But I just want to let you know I'm worried about receiver slash returner. And uh, and I know he's not a returner, and I'm not going to pick him. But I'm looking at Tillman of Tennessee, but I can't do it. It's too early. But I just want to know. I think they've really got to they got to get out of here. To me, it's almost uh, they got to get out of here with a fourth receiver. They didn't do it last year. I think at some point mm-hmm. they got to do it. You know, you might like to, you know, that fourth receiver. I mean, I love, uh, um, listen, I love Trenton Irwin as much as anyone. But, uh, you know, Boyd went down. People forget. I mean, Boyd went down early in the AFC championship game, you know? So anyway, but despite all that, I think I'm going to go with Phillips, the corner from Utah here, because, you know, you got to, you can't like the old cliche, you can't have enough of them. And so um, I I saw where, uh, now if Hyatt had been available, but Thane picked Hyatt out of Tennessee, the wide receiver. Yes. Might have gone in, but I'm going to go with Phillips from Utah just because of the, like everybody says, you need a corner. Butch, do you know the last time, as you know, the, the the man who wrote the book on Bengals history, do you know the last time the Bengals went back-to-back drafts without selecting a receiver? That's a great, that's a great, uh, that's a great one. I do not know that, but I'm going to take a flyer and I'm going to say 0607, but 96-97 was actually the last times they went back-to-back. Now, they had some years where there was like a random sixth or seventh rounder in in a two-year stretch, but, I mean, they've they've never avoided the position. It sure does feel on deck, doesn't it? (laughs) I mean, uh, I thought last year, you know, but last year I mentioned it and people looked at me like I had four heads. So, you know, I thought I thought there was going to be a day three, a fourth, or a fifth rounder last year at receiver, and was surprised that it didn't happen. Um, and I'd be I'd be even more surprised this year. There's no question when you consider everything that's coming up at at that position and the lack of depth that just has gone unaddressed. Really, I mean, it's not like they went out and got a guy in free agency to come be the fourth receiver um, or the fifth receiver. I just feel like there's a hole there. Um, James, you're up. There is a hole, and it it sucks because I'm the receiver guy, and this draft sucks wide receivers wise. There's a bunch of guys my size playing receiver, <laughs> which is fine if you want to go. You bragged all last that. draft how fast you are. You don't don't. <laughs> yeah, it's not about size. yeah, but but not compared to NFL football players. Um, <laughs> compared to athletic writers Jake and Mo and and Jeff Hobson <laughs> in the dark, sure. Yeah, that's, that's fastest fastest I'll get out. Um, I'm sticking with corner here too, but yeah, the the receiver part, I, th- I think it's going to be hard. I think they'll take one, but like a fifth rounder this year might've been like a seventh rounder last year. Like, I think there's that big of a, an issue talent wise. And and sure. so who knows where they take one. 
I'm going to go with Darius Rush, the corner out of uh, out of South Carolina. And look, I, I think they'll they'll look at that South Carolina secondary plenty. And Jake was able to get one of them. And if they're not, and the, and they don't go that route early, you know, in round one or trade down for Cam Smith, I think you could go and, and see Darius Rush come off the board at pick sixty. Tempted, and, and I'll just say it: it's second round. There's no hiding. Tempted to take Tucker Craft here, hmm. but I, I don't know if they would. Would go that route here, so I, instead I'm going to go with uh, another corner, and we're going to continue corner, to up corner. In the secondary. You're going corner, yep. corner. Yep. Wow. I'm just trying to hit one of these guys. I'm not saying they'll necessarily go corner, corner, but does that make sense, or should I not do that? I can't imagine. I mean, I any any. I know I mean, that they, they probably. Happen, I would be stunned if they went corner, corner. AJ right. Green has read the pick, James. You can't take it back now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to hit on one of their picks, right? So okay. if they don't go, so, oh, so you're just one, spraying. You're just spraying for the glory next year. This is. This I mean, is not what the exercise is. Okay, fine. It's always about take Tucker you. Craft. It's always about you. No, you can't. Making, it's too late now. It's you already about in my there. Speed. It's been registered. You don't want to make it about me. You talked about my speed. Five two. <laughs> <laughs> I can make it about you. You can't make it about you. Uh, Mo, you're up. Uh, I'll go Zach Charbonnet. I'm crossing off two boxes here. One. Uh, I'm replacing Joe Mixon Two, I get another, uh, drunken call in post game special. <laughs> you're going to hear a lot of, uh, Charbonnet. Charbonnet. Yeah. And, uh, Charbonnet I, with only I, three yards per carry. Yeah. I believe this meshes with, uh, who Dane took in his mock at 60. So I'll, uh, I'll go Charbonnet and, uh, you know, I, I know there are going to be folks who balk at the idea of taking a running back so early. It's a, a little bit of a luxury pick, but I'm trying to remake that running back room. Uh, and so I'm starting in, in round two with the kid from UCLA. Uh, I, yeah, I you know, it's tempting. I, 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 won, I wonder how much of a difference there is between him and if you're just going to be mixing somebody in in the third or fourth round. I, he's... It's hard to argue. I mean, with what his upside is, what he can be, he can be a complete back for you. How many second round running backs do we got to see turn into stars in this league? Uh, you know, it happens all the time. Um, I, I, I wouldn't have a, I wouldn't have a problem with it. Um, I think if you take him, you're not mixing anything. You catch my drift. I get you. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I get you. And I'm not even trying to be mean. I just, I think you're saying, all right, you're giving him the reins. He, yeah, you're taking Charbonnet, and you're probably still taking a, another running back in the fifth or sixth, who, who can who can be your your complement, and then you're saving money elsewhere. Um, all right, uh, I've got the snake here. So round two, I'm gonna do Tucker Craft, even though that wasn't my strategy coming in. I I think right now, and a couple of the corners all went off because. You know, James tried to prove a point and took one of the corner. I was going to maybe go D-line corner. It was kind of my strategy, but I, I will. I think it's, I think it's just so tempting. I, I'm not, I'm not a big, uh, same school, same position guy, but I mean, there it's like, it's the Spider-Man meme with yeah. Dallas Goddard <laughs> and, and Tucker Kraft. I don't know how you, you don't see some of the same things and, you know, you kind of get ahead maybe of the tight end run. Cause how much of that tight end run will be left by the time you reach 92 is a question. And maybe there are, maybe there will be somebody. I mean, I love the concept of, of Brenton strange there. Um, if he's still there, but we don't know, like we don't know what the league will think or how quickly that run will go. I don't mind getting ahead of it here. Second or third round to me is prime. Take the tight end. 
So I, I would do that here. And so then that ends up in the third coming back and we can go anything from 84 down. And, you know, I would want to go probably with, I'd want to maybe go with corner here, but, um, and I took the, I took Murphy in the first round or else I would love taking, uh, Tuli Tupaluto from USC here because he's just sitting right there at the top. Uh, I would love taking him. If it was the tight end, I'd look at Strange. Um, it's it's a tempting pick for me, uh, but I think I think I will scratch that receiver itch here, Butchie. Mm-hmm. I think I will. I think I'm going to go Jaden Reed from Michigan State. Oh. Slot of the future, returner today. Number four receiver. I like Jaden Reed. He's a he's a little small, but he doesn't play super small. Uh, Tyler Boyd won't be thrilled, but he'll get over it. Um, I I like Jaden Reed a lot in the in the third round uh, as a as a spot they could go to. Is that the first receiver we've taken? It is. Yeah, it it is. I, I mean, I was very close with Jordan Addison on that that second pick of the first round. It went Keon White instead, but um, I, uh, I, Mo, oh, go sorry, ahead, go, ahead. go ahead, Jay. No, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to say I like the pick of Reed. Uh, first of all, with the qualifier, I'm going to make this pick and bounce because I got an obligation at uh, noon that I'm already late for. So my apologies. Thanks um, for sticking. Yeah, sure. I'm, that's what I'm here for. Um, <laughs> the other qualifier being uh, because of the rules here, I have to take players who were taken 84 or later in yeah. Dane Brugler's mock. So I could not take Tyler Scott from UC. Uh, somebody else that uh, James and I talked a lot about on on Friday. I I want I I love Tyler Scott like as a kid. One of my all time favorite UC players to be around. Um, in a different year, I'm not sure he gets a second round grade, but you know life is sometimes about timing, and Tyler might benefit from that. So if he was there to uh, as you put it, scratch the wide receiver itch, I would take Tyler Scott. Also, it would be a a homer pick. Um, can I go guard tackle? Tyler Steen, um, versatile lineman, guy of the future, uh, somebody that I can develop to play tackle and and maybe plug in in the short term to to help out at guard. You know, it's it's interesting. We've we've talked about all the the options they have on the outside of the offensive line, but we have just talked about the interior of the offensive line as if it's a, a given that all three of those guys are going to play every single game, which. Obviously, they did for the first 15 weeks, and then things uh, started to fall apart. So I'm looking for a little bit of a long-term play on the offensive line. I'm looking for somebody who could play both positions. Uh, and so that's my guy. Appreciate it. Say, thanks like for it. sticking around, Mo, and yeah, uh, apologies. Uh, you good. can keep me for an extra segment uh, this afternoon <laughs> no, on ESPN 1530. I, 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 I actually I, – I thought this was – I thought the thing at noon was tomorrow. So just oh. – just, <laughs> Indicative of the typical disorganization that r- rules my life. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Mo. See you. See you, yes, Mo. See you, Mo. All right, James. Now, now that he's gone, the Knicks suck, and they're going to blow a three-one lead. <laughs> they look pretty good. I know. I'm. I'm heartbroken for my guy Darius Garland. That said, this is a tough pick. It is because yeah. you, you look at the, some of the tight ends. Do I want to go tight end here after just? You should take another corner, James. Cornerback. Yes. Corner the market. Right. I actually, all right. So, you know, these mock draft simulators, I sent Jake a few days ago, an all defense mock draft. And I was like, defense wins championships, which I would be so mad if they did that. But that actually (laughs) happened. That said, I'm going offense here and I I was tempted to take a tight end, but you know what? If the guy doesn't have the upside I want, I'm not taking him here. And I think the guys that would go in this range 
I could roll the dice and get more upside a little bit later in the draft. So I waited maybe around too long. Maybe should have taken Tucker Craft. So I'm going to go with Kendra Miller, the running back out of TCU. I think he's young enough where where he's lacking as a receiver or, or you don't know about pass blocking wise. He can come in, learn those things. You can develop in, in those areas. But as a runner, I think he should be able to contribute right away. So not perfect. Not my Jameer Gibbs scenario. Tajay Spears is another guy. It doesn't fit the the stipulation uh, for for Dane's mock, so I can't go after him here. So yeah, I'll go with uh, Kendra Miller from TCU. It's a good spot. It's to me, this is like you know, outside of I know we took Gibbs and talked about that conversation, but this is the where you first start to think mm-hmm. about really think about running back. Like you're you're being a little aggressive and you're getting again getting ahead of the run. When is the running back run in, in this part of the draft gonna happen? There's so many of those guys. When's that gonna happen? How many will still be around for you in the fourth round if you pass here? Another tough part of the decision that I think that they're gonna have to make. But I think yeah. we've nailed where these runs are gonna happen. Well, a few of us have. I think that the tight end run happens before round three and the running back run happens before round four. Mm-hmm. So that that's why I felt antsy to pick a tight end in, in two, just because the guys that I think are going to make it to three. I mean, you're betting on Brenton Strange, maybe, and and that's a that's a bit of a lottery ticket. Yeah, and, it's another and, it's another argument for the trade back too, because if you're if you get an early, if the, whoever yeah. you're going to be trading back with, in front gonna of be both in, of them. Yes, yeah, so you can get in front of both runs there and, and kind of offset that. Get and, more and picks, the, please. The other thing, and I'm going to tip the other guy I was looking at, but Luke Schoonmaker. Are you in on him if he's just going to be a an okay tight end? No, I don't want okay. Really be. I want. I want. They have okay. They can get okay. Agree. They can get okay yeah, for one point seven five million every year. I, and, and honestly, I think Irv Smith would, would be a better receiver and, and fit. So it's like, oh, yeah. That's why I didn't take him. Yeah, uh, Butchie. Yeah, thank you very much, guys. I'm going to have to run after this. All you guys have been have helped me out more than I've helped you out. So I appreciate it. You guys really know what you're talking about. Um, I had, uh, I got it. As you can see, I'm not interested in taking a tight end. Um, I'm fine with the rent a year thing. Uh, I think uh, I'm just really nervous about the receivers. I'm with Mo. I would have loved to have taken Tyler Scott. I see Dane also took uh, Mims. Uh, So I think uh, 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 the kid from Stanford just hasn't played enough. And I, 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 so may, I, I, and I don't know, I, I don't think Mingo is a returner from Ole Miss, mm-hmm. but they say he's kind of like a running back, productive. Uh, I know the last receiver they drafted was kind of like a running back, worked out pretty good. So, uh, like, I, like all the rest of my others, was probably not a great pick, but got to get out of here with a receiver. So, I guess Mingo is the guy. But not Mingo, Mingo. Butchie, would you be scared of someone who weighed 165 pounds playing in the slot and being a electric fear of God punt returner? No, I would. Go, no, I. Tank, I love Tank Dell. Tank Dell is to me the most interesting conversation. I don't know if they're willing. Like I just don't know yeah. if they're willing to do that small. But my God, when he touches yeah. the ball, it's absolutely electric. And Darren Simmons. I know I asked Zach Taylor if he's ever stood on the table before. I bet Darren Simmons would for Tank Dell. Yeah. I mean, the way he returns, it's, he's Pac-Man-like when he, when he gets his hands yeah. on the ball as a returner. He's so fun. I don't he's, see him on my he's, big board. He's just tiny. And he, old. he torched the Bearcats. I saw firsthand. Tank Dell yeah. is 87 on, in Dane's mock draft um, yeah. from Houston. But he's just 
Right. He's just tiny. And it's a matter of if you have, if you're willing to accept that for what that role can be, which is going to be maybe limiting. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I really do. I, I think they got a, I, I, that does worry me a little bit. The size. I love the fact he's elected punt returner, but I think a guy like Mingo, they need a guy like in the AFC championship game. If something happens, they got to, they got to go. To, yeah. You know? And uh, like I said, no shot at Irwin and those other guys. But I mean, um, you know, I think uh, I think we saw what happened. If you're if you're a little one shy there, well, I'll just line up Irwin and Volson next to each other when we get to the locker room on Monday. <laughs> and let them know everything guys- that's been. I'll just play this this these clips. For you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Butchie, Butchie, Thank thanks you. for thanks for coming into the thanks, dark. Butch. Hey, no, I, I, I don't think you're a dweeb. I love you. <laughs> no, James, I love you too. I love the. So uh, love. I just. Love the Forbes pick, though. That was a good pick. Yeah. He's just trying, See, to, just trying to be right again. Trying to be right again. Well, hell yeah. uh, Jake, your last pick. Well, Dane had to break my heart and take Roshan Johnson at pick 82. Oh, yeah. I would have already taken him, Jake. Don't okay. Yeah. I love Roshan Johnson so yep. much. I think he's so good. Just so refined. But if we're saying I can't pick him... The other running back here that we haven't talked about is probably Israel Abanacanda. Very young, very productive, lots of upside, but doesn't fit what we were talking about earlier, the, the doubles, try to hit doubles, because mm-hmm. as a runner, he's, he's a home run or a strikeout kind of runner. I'm going to go back to the defensive side of the ball here. No, I'm not. I already picked the defensive lineman. We're, we're saying 1A was the first pick, right? Yes, I am going you, have, you have Cancy and Laporta at this point, which you're probably feeling pretty good about that. Yeah, I'm feeling great about that. I'm picking corner here, and I'm going to my alma mater, going to Northwestern for Cam Mitchell, who uh, another, I think, under-discussed name. But if you want to get a corner in a deep corner class, I think Cam Mitchell is a good name here. The other one that I think is, is worth considering is also in Dane's third round, uh, Corey Trice from Purdue. Uh, a couple of guys that I think can be starters in the NFL. But I'm gonna be make make my homer pick. Although I do like the UC Bearcats, my homer pick is Northwestern and Cam Mitchell. I like that. You're gonna go for an Evan Hall on day three too, I assume. Yeah, yeah seventh round for sure. Sixth round <laughs> priority for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he fits, Jay, let, he fits Jay. Kendra Miller. Like that's a good example, just yeah. to give listeners an idea of wh- how they could double up. Absolutely. Yeah. Did both of you guys take two corners? Because you got no. Cam Smith too, right? Well, that's Cam in, Smith that's doesn't in one count. B. That was what? One oh, B. so you flipped him to 1B and then put Laporta at 2? Yeah, so one Basically. we're only counting okay. 1A, so his 1B was... Oh, Smith, I see. So I that see, doesn't count in this particular... Unless okay. you're James and you're just swinging <laughs> hey, for your own personal glory. <laughs> I got uh, a good shot here of getting, getting you some do. picks right. You do have a good shot. I'll, I'll wrap it up and I'll, I'll, I'll get the tight end finally. I'll go Brenton Strange. I, I like... Even though... Yes, they are fine at the position right now. None of those guys are signed beyond this year. Strange is a guy that can come in. And I mean, who knows? Maybe Smith plays well enough to not great so that he gets a huge contract, but well enough where they they re-sign him and keep him around. But I I do, like you guys said, this is where the third round is where the the running backs and the the tight ends start going off the board. And, And I think tight end is probably the more important position than running back at this point. So um, I like strange in, in this spot. I don't know how many tight ends we ended up taking in this, but um, yeah, that, that's Most what I'll go with here. Yeah. <laughs> Three. <laughs> Three. Yeah, well, you know what? 
you know, Jake, you, call, you, you talked about the Brenton Strange lottery ticket. I mean, hmm. third round tight end, that's what yeah. it is. I mean, that's what these have been is there's a chance you could hit a Kelsey or you could hit. I mean, it's over and over. I mean, how, how many times we got to look at who the top tight ends are in this league? They're just so hard to project. You never know. Find a guy with traits who's a who's a pretty gifted athlete and you know, and and maybe he was underused at Penn State and that staff should be crucified afterwards. And maybe they will if he comes into the league and he ends up playing great. Who knows? Uh, but I, I, you know, third round lottery pick, a guy like that with with a lot of a lot of traits. That's kind of been that's your that's been the strategy. That's what's worked sure. a lot of times. It's worked for a lot of teams. Yeah. I mean, that's the guy that you look up in three years and now mm-hmm. he's coming on and he's being talked about as a top 10 fantasy tight end kind of thing. Yeah. Well, we James, I asked this question in the media room the other day, and I and I love talking about it. It's not who is the best tight end week one this year. Who is the best tight end in week eight of twenty twenty four? Is the question yep. you need to answer because then you can really be onto something, and that's when you start really having to weigh traits. And it's just it's so hard to know other than somebody, somebody in these middle them. rounds is going to be great. I, I can and tell you that much. Somebody in these middle rounds of these tight ends is going to end up being great and probably making the people that took the tight end in the first round maybe feel silly because I don't know. I just tend to go by decades of evidence. Sure. And and looking at this offense, that's why I didn't go with Luke Schoonmaker, right? I think he's fine. I think he's would work in a lot of places, but Burrow will get most of these tight ends to that fine level. So you look for the traits yeah. and whether it's taking a risk like Sam Laporta in round two, if, if he's there at 60, Love. I'm not sure there are many players that they would pass on for him, assuming they didn't take Kincaid at 28 or whatever. But sure. that's the argument against Mayer. I, I think his ceiling's pretty high, especially in Cincinnati, but a lot of tight ends have a, a pretty high ceiling. But d- is that worth passing on one of these other guys? Right? Like, I, I would rather have um, Jameer Gibbs and then Tucker Craft versus Michael Mayer and Zach Charbonnet. And that might sound like a, a, a take for some, but it, I don't, I don't think it's, it's that close to me. Yeah. Well, and it was what you're talking about earlier too, with cliffs where you were talking overall availability cliffs, but you, the, the cliff of some of these other positions is much gr- steeper than it is. What you, what you get with mayor and Kincaid is uh, a, it, it's not that big of a drop to the Laportas and the Stranges and those kind of guys. That that's yes, they're they're clearly the first round, the better options. But like Paul said, who knows? These second, these third round tight ends all of a sudden end up playing their way into a, a Kelsey type role or a guy that is a a quality tight end for years to come. Whereas it just feels like if you don't get one of these these D linemen early, if you don't get one of these cornerbacks early, you're going to be stuck. Yep. I do I like agree. the depth at corner. And the thing that I'll just play devil's advocate here for a second with Michael Mayer because he's the one guy that you can really see has the refinement at a young age who could come in and hit the ground running. Whereas a lot of these guys at tight end are going to have the traditional tight end adjustment period. And maybe Mayer does too, because it's just like you said, Paul, decades of evidence, right? Like it takes time for tight ends to get into the league and to find their footing and, and to hit that ceiling. So 
uh, it's a it's a tricky position to draft when you yeah. feel thirsty for it. I, I got to run as well, though, guys. Yeah, no, thank you guys for for coming yeah. in. I really appreciate it. Uh, sorry we went long. Uh, and uh, you know, make sure everyone is checking out Locked On, um, and uh, and Bengals.com and ESPN fifteen thirty and everybody that joined us here. Great to have everybody with us. Thanks, guys, for coming. Appreciate it, and uh, we'll we'll talk again. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. guys. Appreciate it, fellas.